Hey everyone, welcome back to the Screw It, Let's Do This podcast. I'm Therese. And I'm Shelby. And today's guest is going to blow your mind. Seriously blow your mind. She owns nine LLCs. Nine. Nine. Not- All in the past four years. Yep. Totally nuts. Has an alpaca, has a lake house. Has owns, children, a husband. Owns most of a city called Cross Plains in Wisconsin. Yeah. And is super into journali- journalizing. <laughs> Journaling, visualizing. Today, we have Katie Rip. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> you guys, Hi. we have a ton to talk about with Katie today. I don't even know really where to start. Honestly, because Katie, you have like one of the biggest resumes. I've heard you speak before. You have like a bazillion businesses. You basically own the city of Cross Plains. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. I mean, seriously, it's like. (laughs) You have nine businesses. Is that correct? Nine LLCs. So. In four years. Yes. Oh my God. That's just like. Mm -hmm. Gives me. (laughs) Yeah. Rash. It gives me a rash. As the owner of one LLC, that gives me a rash. But you seem to be completely thriving with having that much on your plate. Uh, well, first, thank you for having me. This <laughs> yeah. is really, um, I did just say, I feel like I'm sitting in front of royalty. So this is kind of amazing. Um, yeah, it's been a it's been a ride. It's been a long and short five years. I don't know how I got here, really. Let's take back to the beginning yeah. of time. Mm-hmm. Can you give us some information about your background, where you're from, where you grew sure. up? Yeah, of course. Um, so I grew up just outside of Cross Plains. So I am a Middleton High School mm-hmm. grad alumni, Ooh, right? Yes. But, uh, you know, I'm like 45 years in front of you. So I've always been a worker. So uh, when I was a junior and a senior in high school, I only went to school half days and then worked as a bank teller um, mm-hmm. on the other half in a co-op. School was never for me, though. Like, mm-hmm. I just, I didn't like school. School did not like me. Uh, I still have nightmares that I didn't graduate high school because I like flunked out of creative writing. Did you graduate? I did graduate. Okay. (laughs) Good question. But I did graduate high school, uh, but not before I had to take a correspondence class because I failed creative writing in the last semester of my senior year. Wow. Mm -hmm. So um, I learned- And you're a blogger now. (laughs) And I love to write, which is real weird. And I still talk to the the, like the creative te- or creative writing teacher. And I'm like, you know, you failed me, right? <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. Wait, yeah. wait, that's so, so I just had cute. to say a quick story yeah. because so I was homeschooled, but I went to public high school. And I remember one of my teachers was like, you're not a very good writer, are you? I just remember thinking like, oh, I hope they look back at like things I write <laughs> oh, in the future. Oh, there is no <laughs> doubt that I like have stuck it to my creative writing teacher, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I failed that class. Now, I did yeah. fail because I didn't go to class. It wasn't that I didn't do I mean, I didn't do the work because yeah. I skipped class. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's why I failed. What were you doing when were you were kind of a class? troublemaker? Yeah. I mean, we don't, I, this is a family friendly <laughs> show, <laughs> right? Um, yeah. Lots of skipping of classes, like parents, <laughs> truancy tickets. Wow. Yeah. So were you kind of a troublemaker? Were yeah, you? Yeah, I would say I was a little bit of up. troublemaker. Um, I very rarely got caught. Mm. So, and I kind of wiggled my way out of some stuff wow. in high school. I didn't know Cross Plains popped out such intense breeds. <laughs> yeah. It did. It did. It did. Yeah. Yeah. It still does. Still does. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. Um, yeah. And then uh, fast forward a few years, I met Dale and we moved to Bayfield, Wisconsin. So up by the Apostle Islands for five years, which was just like one long extended happy hour. We were both self-employed there. I sold real estate. He started his um, tile and countertop job. And kind of the rest is history. We moved back here after I got pregnant with my oldest. 
who just turned 14 on Monday. Oh, wow. Congrats. Thanks. That's crazy. I, I mean, I kept him alive as long. I feel good about that. <laughs> we uh, moved back when he was about six weeks old and I didn't have a job. I was home, but I am not a stay-at-home mom kind of gal, if if that surprises anybody. <laughs> um, Seven LLCs, right? Yeah, nine so LLCs. I, nine. I did. I just, that's kind of what started. Like I just kind of job hopped until I figured it out. Um, but I started at a quilt shop part time, but then of course I couldn't just like quilt. I had to like teach quilting classes. And so I taught like some jelly roll class or something like that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, I then started selling like kids pajamas because again, I can't just like sew. I have to turn it into a business. Oh Um, gosh. So little bird told me so was one of my businesses on Etsy that flopped. Um, (laughs) wow. And then I started at Harbor Athletic Club and I couldn't just work out. I had to teach classes. So wow. I started as a body pump instructor and then a cycling instructor. So so it sounds like every hobby that you found, you turned into a business. Yes. And drinking was also my hobby. And so I turned, <laughs> like, I also just like bought myself a wine bar. Yeah. 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 But then not drinking also became uh-huh. a hobby and you started a non-alcoholic Brand, yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so like where where do you think that comes from where it's like you can't just have a hobby, you turn into a business. Do you think that's a strength? <laughs> yeah. My dad was an entrepreneur, still okay. is, owns his own financial advising business. I don't know that that's necessarily why I, where I got like the entrepreneurial bug. And my parents weren't those like, you can do anything kind of parents. Yeah. Okay. But they were also like, you have to work your ass off. You just like, you work until you work until you die, basically. Um, and my in-laws were the, um, my late father-in-law was, a, you know, he's worked at TDS for 38 years straight and he was excited that he got 38 years. My mother-in-law worked for a long time after the kids went to school at the same job. And I think that that as a, like as a generational thing of our parents is what we were striving for yeah. was like stay at the same job forever. Mm-hmm. And it made me sort of an anomaly that I kept like job hopping. Yeah. Except now I think about it in this way of like, I was just building my yellow brick road, right? Mm-hmm. Like my my dad used to love to say and still does, like there just is no yellow brick road. Mm. And I have always thought of that it, because there isn't, right? Like there, you know, you start out in one way. I mean, how many people do you know that went and got a college education and now they're staying at home with their kids because mm-hmm. that's where their yeah. that's where their heart is. Yeah. So I think that we are in a time now that it's totally not, let's stay at a job for 38 years, yeah. right? Like, yeah. you know, that stays. No, that's at definitely. A job, you know, that long. And I think, you know, 10 or 15 years ago, I probably read somewhere that a career is like seven years before you go to a different job. Well, it's probably like three now. Yeah. You know, I mean, people job hop all the time. Mm-hmm. For me personally, every one of my jobs or experiences has gotten me to the next level, Mm -hmm. right? Like I've just, it's just been a stepping stone to go from one thing to the next, to the next. I've learned thousands of things that I would have never learned had I not had a job in at a quilt shop. I mean, it seems weird. Like how do you go from a quilt shop to a wine bar? But yeah, I like those people were entrepreneurs. Like I watched what they did just by osmosis. I learned a bunch of stuff. I've I played on their website. I, you know, talked to customers. I sent emails. You know, I received orders, that kind of thing that I just learn on the job. And so if you're that kind of learner, there's really no other way to be taught except just to do it. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, do you know how many jobs you've had in the past? Oh God, like forty. I was going to say, what's your what's your favorite one that you had? Because I've heard like some of the like kind of out there, not out there, but just like so random. And I'm just curious what like your favorite one was too. I mean, I'm kind of in my favorite one. Are you? Yeah. And I don't even know what my job is right now. Yeah, Yeah. I was was going to say, I'm like, well, right. Like (laughs) I I would say by far I have started mentoring Mm -hmm. young female entrepreneurs that, (laughs) that I like it is my absolute pride and joy. I, it is where I get all of my energy, all of my, I love to share stuff. I just, I've always been a really good player, not a great coach. Although at the same time, like I, one of my favorite things is to have staff. And most of the people that I told about any business that we've opened, like, oh, your employees are going to be your biggest headache. And I just refuse to believe it. I just refuse to believe it. And then now, because I refuse to believe it, I have this like, I've cultivated this culture of these young women mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, a couple of high school boys, which are amazing too. <laughs> um, but I've cultivated this amazing team of really interesting, talented, inspirational, motivational women that are like finding their way in life. And I, I like, I get a front row seat for that. That's pretty cool. I, yeah. And I, you know, I have one employee who's just turned 60 and then I've got 14 year olds, you mm-hmm. know, and everything in between. So um, that has been one of my favorite positions to be in. I would not call myself a boss. What um, would you call yourself? More of a <laughs> mentor? A good, yeah. Yeah. That's a good question. Um, that's a good question. I, I don't, I don't love the word boss. I just, um, I'd like to consider myself like on the same playing field like like the coach but or not the coach team player I feel the same way I don't like calling myself like yeah I'm your boss because for me too like I struggle I'm the same age or younger probably the majority of my employees Mm -hmm. so when I'm like saying like yeah like I'm I'm their boss or I'm your boss it feels weird Mm -hmm. like we all know like that I'm in charge but it's like It feels weird to say it. Mm-hmm. So I don't have a good word. Either. I don't like to say staff. I don't like to yeah. say um I call them squad. I say <laughs> squad I too. <laughs> I, I say team a lot. Yeah. Or, or like our, you know, like work family members and yeah. or or staff turned family. Because mm-hmm. a lot of them have like Cassie is staff turned family for me. Like yeah. she's just part of my circle now. And all of this <laughs> staff is part of my circle. Like I just um I love to watch what happens in their lives. This is a crazy statistic but since we opened 1909 since the day we opened 1909 we have never had a day that somebody's not been pregnant that's wait, so wait, weird within the staff you have some kind yes. of juju right <laughs> like don't drink the wine yes <laughs> but like literally since we opened somebody has been pregnant from our staff i've seen it on your instagram time. like oh welcome baby and i'm like wow another yeah. one <laughs> Ooh, another one i mean oh I, there must be 12 I wow. think that so we've had, funny. yeah, we've had a ton of showers and, um, but that's pretty cool to be able to watch like mm-hmm. in four years. Wow. I, that's not a lot of time. Yeah. Um, and I'm still trying to wrap my head around all that for sure. Yeah, that is wild. Well, okay. So now thinking back to all these jobs you've had and entrepreneurship, the way you describe it, it just seems like it came so natural to you. You're like, oh, I like this. Let's start a business. Uh-huh. Is that how it really was? Like you also, you it also is saw- that. It is that. It yeah. is screw it. <laughs> you yeah. just a screw it mentality. Because I read that you, when you started 1909, 
the story is really cool and I'd love if you could tell people about yeah. it. If you don't know, 1909 is a wine bar in Cross Plains, which you yeah, sold so it. We, yeah. we have not sold it. We are in the midst of the process. Uh, it depends on when this comes out, but yeah. Yeah. Um, hopefully uh, early July. And we are selling to one of our squad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Cassie started about three years ago and she was just a bartender like the rest of them. Um, and then I needed help in the event coordinating. We were getting flooded with shower uh, inquiries, um, weddings. Wait, um, can we pause yeah. real real quick for and sure. just can we explain like what 1909 actually is for people who yeah. haven't been there? Like Set obviously the it's a wine bar, it's so pretty, a very historical building. It was someone's house at one time. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, can we set the scene of what this place is? Sure. So 1909 um, is a wine bar. Uh, we have 16 wines on tap, so it's a self serve wine bar, which cuts down on uh, payroll quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. um, okay. It's was originally built in 1854. So it's like one of the most beautiful uh, buildings in Cross Plains. It's an old limestone building. Uh, It was taken down to the studs in 1998 um, and redone. So when we bought the building, um, it had about 20 years of remodel. Uh, It has been a hundred different things since 1854. It started out as the post office and the general store. So if you're looking at the building, you'll see two entrances. One side was the post office. The other side was the general store. But it's been a a number of things over the year, including a home. Uh, So when we bought it, um, the bank had foreclosed um, on the people that had been there prior. Um, I went and saw it by myself. I did not tell my husband (laughs) that I went and saw it in September, which is right after the flood that we had in Cross Plains. We had like 14 inches of rain. It flooded out the entire uh, valley. Um, And I walked in there thinking there's just no way that there's not water just sitting in the basement. I I used to work at a bank and I was also a real estate agent. So I know that in foreclosure, bankers aren't in the basement like wait, this sounds just like your water. journal entry. Yeah. <laughs> They're not yeah. like shuffling out the uh, water in the yeah. basement. So yeah. I was convinced that there was water in the basement, and I walked down there, and it was bone dry. And I was like, oh, this Uh-oh. is, this yeah. is oh. it. <laughs> and I had to go straight to the basement because if I looked at anything else, I would be like, this yeah. is going to be mine. Yeah. Um, like we had Mad Lizzie's Flower Farm at the time. That was a, sort of our first toe dipping. My husband worked at Nun's Design Showplace at the time. So we were not, we had kind of dipped our toe in entrepreneurial mm-hmm. um, skills, but not a ton. Mm-hmm. It was listed at two seventy five at the time. Mm-hmm. We were not in the position. Like $275,000 like sounded like a million to me. There yeah. was just yeah. no way. Like we had our own house. I was four, I had just turned 39, I guess. Um, Wait, that sounds really low right now, though, with the housing market since then. Like, oh, it's it's real low. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's real. Yeah, yeah. Like, so that, that space sure, is big. Like, I'm it's sure you also nice. had to put a ton of work into yeah, it, though. We did. So we that's did. another. Um. So we, but was it a good investment? Yes. Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So at two seventy five, it just like seemed out of our reach. There was just no way. Uh, and I, a wine bar didn't even cross my mind at the time. I just walked in there and I was like, I want this building. I've always loved that building. I, there's something about it. It's really charming. Uh, it's never really been open to the public. So if you lived in Cross Plains, you've never really been able to get into it. Like it was never really, I mean, it was a store and a coffee shop for a while in the nineties and then somebody lived there. So it was really never like a place that you could walk into like a coffee shop or a a wine bar or whatever. It was never anything like that. So I had never been in the building. Mm -hmm. So it was super intriguing. Mm -hmm. Um, 
anyway, it was at 275. It was out of our price. I mean, it wasn't even like, I don't know. It wasn't even the apple of our eye. Like we did. I didn't even tell Dale about it. Yeah. Yeah. So that was in September. And then the price dropped. Dun, dun, dun. The price dropped. <laughs> uh, so then we were in Florida in February visiting my dad and the price drops. And I had like kept an eye on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it only dropped to 269. It wasn't like, oh, it, was, yeah, it wasn't like, I was expecting like 200. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, but enough for it to like pop up. I showed Dale and I was like, hey, by the way, I went and looked at this <laughs> hey. in September. I think that you I just should imagine like, hey, <laughs> uh, you should, we should go look at it when we get back. We went and we saw it and my husband is notorious for like standing with his arms crossed, like, mm-hmm. or like taking his hat and scratching his head. And I was yeah. like, oh, we are in. Yeah. You know, like, I got him. I got him. Because <laughs> um, all he saw was a project. Yeah. Um, so we put in an offer. And at this point we had been to like Grape Water. We had been to Toot and Kate's mm-hmm. a couple of times. Um, but they're not close to Cross Plains. No, super no. close. Um I mean, close enough, I guess, but we had looked into that and thought this is kind of the best idea for us. Um, Again, I like, I like to build things for myself and I was a really great wine drinker. And so it was like, hey, let's turn this hobby into a place that we can, you know, have fun and have our friends and family and a place. But in the big scheme of things, it really became a space for me. What I've discovered is I really love to create space, mm-hmm. like a brick and mortar space. I love the spaces I, and what you can do in a space. Like the world is endless of things that you can do in a space. Um, and you guys will figure this out. Like there's <laughs> so much you can do with space, especially after COVID. People are ready to get back out. People are ready for experiences, not necessarily product. I mean, we definitely live online and there's a lot of really creative online and cyberspace, but I think people still like the touchy-feely, right? Like the tangible stuff. And so we put an offer in really low. And then of course, four more offers came in. Oh, or three wow. more offers. The there devil. were four total. Of course. <laughs> um, which the realtor was doing his job, right? Yeah. Like that was his job to, uh, he was working for the seller. Um, I happened to, in high school, uh, I worked at the bank that had the foreclosure and I went onto their website and went onto their commercial lending and I found the banker with the same last name as the president that I used to work for. Okay. And I was like, oh, this has to be his grandson. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and so sure. I mean, now he's like my best friend banker. Really? And, yeah. And so he like totally got behind it. And wait, so um, you reached out and you're like, hey, I really need a leg mm-hmm. up here. Yeah. I, I wow, was like, ballsy. hey, here is um, he's younger than me. And I was like, here's here's what I want to do in Cross Plains. He's from Cross Plains, too. So, so you like, had the wine bar idea now. Yes. We knew that the other offers came in at the same time. And then um, we knew that we were going to have to fight pretty hard. And so I kind of like wanted to get in with the bank because wow. I knew that it was going to come to the board of directors, right? Really? The offers. Oh, okay. So when uh, when there's a foreclosure, which again, I learned this when I was in real estate, that when they get offers as a foreclosure, they wait for all the offers to come in and then they present it to the board of directors. And the board of directors does not give it who you are, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But I did write a letter that made <laughs> Dale and I look very, very, very nice. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. that we were going to keep the money local and we were going to do this, yeah. you know, we were filling a void and all of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I really just got to a point where I had to swallow a bunch of pride. I had to ask for money. 
I had from to. whom? My parents. Oh wow! Yeah. Um, Let's dig more into this. In a yeah, second. right. So like, I had to, and at the time, I was reading um, "You're a Badass" by Jen Sincero, which mm-hmm. is my favorite Love book of book. all time. Love it. And I was right at the um, spot where she's like, "You got to be willing to get." Like, get dirty, look stupid, swallow your pride. Like, if you want it bad enough, you're going to have to do all the things that nobody wants to do. And so I had to ask my parents for money. My parents are divorced, and one said yes, and one said no. Oh, gosh. Um, It ended up that we didn't need it, which was amazing. Um, But we needed to remove the contingency in order to um, make it a cash offer because that's like, that's how they, they were comparing them. Okay. Um, so we needed to remove the contingency. We didn't really need the money. We just needed to remove it that if we couldn't get financing, somebody would back us. But it all worked out. But you got financing. I, yeah, we got we ended up getting financing. Okay. Um, from my best friend Ben now. Who's <laughs> really? my banker? Oh, the banker. <laughs> the banker Ben is now my got best it. friend. Yeah, he totally went to bad for us, but I didn't know anything about this, right? To go and get financing. You guys probably know, like um, to go and get financing. A little. Yeah. To like you know, to writing a business plan. Like I literally wrote the business plan overnight because yeah. I had to submit the business that plan. That is wild to me. I how had you to did submit that. the business plan with the offer yep. and our letter yeah. in order to like tell them what we were doing with the building. Mm-hmm. So we could basically have a leg up on the other, yeah. on the other offers. Yeah. Now this yeah. is not the uh, real estate market that we're used to right now. Yes. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. it wasn't like here's my firstborn. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I did write a very nice letter, but outside of yeah. that, like it wasn't like, you yeah. know, the accelerator crazy. Yeah. Things. Yeah. Well, I feel like I can relate to this because I had been working with the same bank for months. And then on the final hour, they're like, you need another signer, which is then I went to my parents and I was like, you know, swallowed my pride. I'm like, this is so embarrassing. Like I am financially out of my own since I left my house at, you know, when I graduated from high school. And one of my parents also said yes. And my other one said, apply to 20 more banks. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. I, I only yeah. had to apply to one more after yeah. a, after, this is embarrassing. I don't even know if I want this in there, but after <laughs> a, a call to my landlord crying, saying, I'm so sorry. I thought like I was fine. He's like, talk to our bank. We've got you. And then that banker approved me. Yeah. So I, I can feel myself getting red in the face because it's so awkward to ask, you know, your parents oh, or, I mean, oh. But it is one of the things that I have figured out. It's how I've gotten any, everything. It, like I've just, if I want it bad enough, I got to do all the sh- that makes it worth it. And some of that stuff is really ugly and I really don't want to do it. But the position it's put me in, like everybody needs help. Everybody mm-hmm, needs yeah. a leg up. And the other True. thing, <laughs> I, I, lo- I also love to help people. I'm also one of those people that like hates asking for help. And I think the helpers hate asking for help, but I also love giving help. Yeah. So like, ask me if yeah. I'm a, like, I feel ask that me same for way. help because <laughs> I, I will asking. help you because yeah. I know how much it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> so bad. We ended up getting the building. Business plan went out. I mean, you know, business plans are basically just made up numbers because you have no idea. Yeah. yeah. The well, numbers and, are. Yeah. At that point, they are. Because for us, we had our three years of business. Yeah. So we were able to, well, three and four to like have projections. But yep. it's like, how does anyone come up with? Oh, I mean, like, did you, you do just, it on your own? Yes. Were you just like, I just, well, like, this is nice. I, like, I figured like out basically how much I needed to make in order to keep the doors open with the expenses. And 
those are the numbers I stuck in. And I was like, this is what I think I can do. I like, I have no proof that I can do this, but yeah. you know, believe in that me. part is so hard. <laughs> believe in me. It's so <laughs> well, you sound like you believe in yourself, like hardcore though. Well, here's the thing is I like, I do trust Dale and I, right. I trust that we will always work workers. And so we will always work hard enough to pay the bills. We will always work hard enough to make sure that the mortgage payment is paid and that the payroll is paid. And if I have to go bartend somewhere else to make that happen, we've always trusted that we will always make it work. And so the trust there is like, I just don't feel like we've taken any risk because we're just always going to make it work. And I do believe that I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, I don't know why. I don't have any, <laughs> like, I don't really have anything to fall back on as like, now I've proven myself. But when we first opened 99, I didn't know anything. Yeah. Like, yeah. I didn't know anything about taxes. And I mean, I didn't know anything. Yeah. Really. So you opened that. I want to get into how you, how it's being sold now. How yeah. you sold it. Yeah. But you have other businesses too. Yes. Other brick and mortars. Yes. Other Yeah. So when like you, you buy 1909, you make it into, it was it called, it wasn't, you called it 1909. Yeah. Right? It, okay. So 1909 it, yeah. is actually the address. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Got yes. It. And then Studio 1854 is our other LLC that owns the building. That is so an interesting. So that's one of the LLCs. So we have one LLC that owns the building and then 1909. You rent to 1909 yeah. then. So when you open that up, you're like, oh my gosh, this is so fun. I absolutely love it. Like within the first couple of weeks then or like, and no. then you started your other businesses. <laughs> it seems like right away. How did yeah, that so happen? We, um, so we closed on 19, we closed on Studio 1854 uh, on April 25th and we opened 1909 Wait, on April July 19. 25th, 2020 was it? or 2019. We opened... We had an amazing, right, like seven months mm -hmm. and yeah. then COVID hit mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, we pivoted immediately um, into like a very clandestine liquor store, <laughs> like a very speakeasy come to the back door and I'll sell yeah. you booze. Um, I did a virtual happy hour every single day wow. for the entire three months of that like first part where yeah. like everybody was locked down. Yeah. At 530 at night, I went live on Facebook every single day. It's commitment. Seven days a week. Seven days a week. Holy we were, we were open three to six, seven days a week um, to come and get your booze in the back door. Oh and gosh. I would go live on Facebook at 530. <laughs> But like at some points I had a hundred people on there. Holy cow. Like, did you know these people? Were they like friends or friends of friends? Uh, yeah. Like customers for sure. Um, you know, friends and uh, just people that wanted to like, I, I mean, probably drink wine, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. at home. And then also just, you know, some kind of connection. Interaction. Yeah. yeah. We were, we, that was ugly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I did that for a really long time and then we were able to, oh, and then we put the patio on. Yeah, And we had okay. to do that in May. That was our five-year plan, right? Really? Because that's no joke is to put on a, like, we put on a 2,700 square foot patio. Oh, that wasn't yeah. there? No. That was a backyard, no. wasn't it? it was an wow. overgrown backyard. Wow. So we had to do that in May before we opened because we were considered a tavern because we didn't have enough food sales. Okay. So therefore, uh, we could only have 25 people on the patio. So that was our whole first summer. So we did dueling pianos and we did like two shows. So we could have 20, we could have 50 people, but two shows. Yeah, yeah. It was, I mean, the crazy stuff we did. Yeah. Uh, but we did like Zoom wine tastings from um, sommeliers in California, like some, you know, vineyards out there and they would ship the wine and then we would all wow. get on Zoom and do a, 
I mean, it was super fun. We had had so many, you still have so many events. So I get your newsletter. I'm like, holy cow. We we are definitely event driven. Yeah. Um, We don't have a huge population either. I mean, there's only 3,500 people on Cross Plains and certainly not all of them are wine drinkers. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So we have, we still have Bush Light, right? (laughs) We know our demographic. We still have Bush Light. But showers have been our bread and butter. We are booked mm-hmm. every single Saturday and Sunday, I think through October. Oh my wow. God. We've got two or three weddings. You're living weddings. my dream. That's like That's what my dream is. Yeah. We've wow. got two or three weddings this year. Um, it's sort of morphed into this. We are certainly open as a wine bar, but, you know, like live music, food trucks, that sort of thing. I mean, we just don't have the clientele that comes for happy hour. It's just not the location we're in. Yeah. Um, and I've I've talked to the owner of Toot and Kate's before too, and we've we've had this conversation because she's like almost the opposite. Yeah, like they have a very specific um, demographic of people that come and just like drink wine, and we just don't have that. I mean, yeah. we have some of it for sure, but we are really event driven. So the next step was the coffee shop mm-hmm. that is across the street from us. It's called Crossroads Coffee House. It's been in Cross Plains since two thousand seven. Okay. So you purchased the We purchased the building, or I'm sorry, we purchased the business um, from the owner who opened it herself. Mm -hmm. Um, Her name is Mary Devitt. 1909 was literally literally built at the coffee shop because that's where I worked. So like I did all of my business planning there. Wow. Um, That's kind of full circle. Yeah. Oh, I, something popped up in my memory the other day that was like, I was at the coffee shop and was like, thank God for Mary and Leslie. Because they built, like, they helped me build 1909. It was so weird that it popped back up. And now Leslie works for me. Wow, <laughs> she's yeah. crazy. So Mary Devitt um, owned it. Um, and I had heard through the grapevine, because, of course, grapevines are very healthy in small towns. I had heard <laughs> through the grapevine that she was thinking about selling. And I don't know why I ever asked her, but I said, hey, if I, like, I just heard this. If you're ever interested, I would love to chat with you. She was like, that's amazing. I'm ready. Really? <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. So this was February of 2020. So we wow. had just opened 1909. Wait, February 20, literally before. Oh, like literally three weeks before uh, wow. COVID. So she said, let's meet. Great. She's got some, bo- she's got some boys in the food service industry. So um, she said, let me talk to the boys. I like, I'm ready to retire, but let me talk to them before, you know, we talk about this and then COVID hit. And she's like, I'm not ready. I like, we have to get through the pandemic. I've got staff to worry about whatever. And of course we were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's totally fine. So I think we've talked a little bit about like, I am a serious manifester, visualizer. Um, yeah. And I believe that everything happens exactly the way it's supposed to. So we had in um, October of that year, so in October of 2020, things were kind of starting to calm down a little bit with COVID. You know, you could come outside the coffee shop. You could actually go inside and order. Um, you know, we still had masks, but, you know, things were sort of starting to get, to get back to normal. And we, the house next door to 1909 came up for sale. And Dale and I went and looked at it. And our thought process was we'll do like an Airbnb. Ooh. Or we'll do, we'll like do a fixer upper, uh, you know, a flip you know, it was a an older house. It was a good flipper. 
So we walked into it and we were like, oh, this like, it seems like the right fit. It's right next door. It would be amazing storage for like all of our patio furniture. We could provide a place to rent for the staff. Like if we needed a, like our staff is young, so they always need places to rent. Like we could make it affordable for them, that kind of thing. So this is all like running through our heads. Mm -hmm. And the realtor called and said, hey, I mean, this is some back and forth. And like, you need to be at this price if you want it because there's another there's another offer on the table. And I was like, I don't know. Deal and I were like hemmed in hot. And I was like, uh, I don't know. Let me look at it one more time. So beautiful, like sunny October day. I walked through and I w walked out of it and I like just didn't have the right feeling. I was like, I don't, I don't think so. I called Dale and I was like, I don't, I just don't, something's not right about it. And I walked out of the door and I was like, you know what? That didn't work out. That just means it's making room for something else. And I walked down and got a cup of coffee. And Mary looks at me and goes, I'm ready to sell. Holy wow. cow. I just got chills. I know. And so that's I was crazy. like, oh my God. Like that was like, that's real fast. It was like a half a block. Yeah. And that happened for real. And I was like, if we would have bought that house, there's no way. Yeah. Right? Like. We just, we would have tied up all our money in that yeah. house. Yeah. And then, and it was kind of off the table. I just didn't think she was ready. I didn't think she was going to do it. And so we closed on that on December 31st and opened January 1st of 2021. Wow. My well, gosh. Wow. <laughs> yeah. wow. Now that was turnkey. Okay. Yeah, right? Like was ready everything mm -hmm. we did. I, I mean, I started a new Square account, but that's pretty much it. I wow. mean, and it's that also got, so it's also got, you know, at that time it had 13 years of longevity of being the only coffee shop in Cross Plains. And so all we've really done there is just polished it. Like we've just, we've kept everything the same. We've added some new things, you know, slapped a little paint on her. Um, but in the meantime, we, we bought the building. My best friend, Ben, banker Ben. Oh my <laughs> Helped gosh. us out, right? Like we went to from uh, like, I'm begging Ben to Ben is like, let me help you with this. And then you had other tenants. Yeah. So, so that's we, another... at the time, there was a dry cleaners in there that had just moved out. So she moved out December 31st. We opened the coffee shop January 1st. So we there was no renter in there. Mm -hmm. um, and then Keat Botanicals, which is a skincare place, they have since moved to Fort Atkinson, but we bought the building from them. So they owned it before us. We bought the building from them. So the dry cleaners, that was two spaces that were empty. Um, and of course, we couldn't just rent to somebody else. We had to make a new Another business, business, you know, like, <laughs> oh, hey, gosh. we're just going to like slap an ice cream shop in here. Yeah. Um, wow. Which is exactly what we did. So we bought, uh, we bought that building in June of 2021 and we opened Creekside Scoop March of 2022. Okay. So at this point, then you have four LLCs. Um, five because 2020 main LLC is the the one that owns building the building. Okay, yeah. okay. Wow, this is now five LLCs. We're still there's still four on the docket. What are the other four? I have to I have to think about this. I had to okay. when you sent me that that it was nine. I was like, ooh, I said that somewhere. <laughs> I got to think about this. So, um, Dale Rip Designs. Well, Dr. Tops is uh, Dale's business. He does a lot of woodworking. Okay, and he also does his countertop business. So oh. I'm obviously a co-owner in that. Mox and Cox LLC. Yes. Love that. Which yes. is a real... Um, this is on my Christmas know, it's list. Not, it's not dirty, by the way. <laughs> it's Mocktails and Cocktails. Uh, that was born on a Thursday night or on a Thursday morning, literally in like 25 minutes. And it is, for lack of a better term, a non-alcoholic brand. We are just... Uh, my partner, Bridget, and I are just two Wisconsin gals trying to make not drinking not weird. That's it. Um, I quit drinking almost two years ago. 
And so Mox and Cox has Mox and Cox boxes. Uh, so we we dabble a little bit in subscription boxes. So we have non-alcoholic subscription boxes. Which I love. I'm such a mocktail gal. Yeah. So we're trying to really sample all the non-alcoholic stuff that's out there. So people mm-hmm. don't feel like they have to go out and like spend all this freaking money. And that if you don't want to work, like you don't have to not drink forever. You can mm-hmm. just like not drink on a Tuesday. Yeah. And can yeah. we just be... Cool about it. That's a shout out to all the Wisconsin small town yeah, people here. For sure. Since yeah. we have the most bars per capita. For in this sure. State. Absolutely. And we figured if we started in Wisconsin, every other state will be easy. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Totally. Uh, so we've had so much fun with that. So we go around to restaurants and we go live on Instagram and Facebook from the restaurants that have really good mocktail and uh, non alcoholic options. We're not quite to the point where we're throwing places under the bus yet. Okay. Uh, there's plenty <laughs> of those places and we do have a list. Oh uh, but at this point, we are just. Just trying to prop up all the places that are really trying. And there are a number of them in Madison. Yeah. Um, and they're just getting better. So we are um, excited about that. We're just trying to make it not weird. It yeah. doesn't have to be that weird. Yeah. It just doesn't. Like I do all the things that I did when I was drinking. I just don't have a hangover anymore. Right? Like it's just, there's no difference. It's just, yeah, I don't have ethanol in my glass and yeah. you do. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like that is the difference. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's honestly, I've noticed that and you probably have too. It's a big trend. It's a big it's push huge, right now. in huge. this time period and you know everyone's working out eating healthy putting cucumbers in their water (laughs) and not drinking and which as someone who doesn't drink that much and is about to own a wine bar I'm like excited for that and for my sister who's probably listening I want the Mox and Cox box (laughs) for Christmas (laughs) on my list of things so right up I love it and so we started a podcast it's called the happiest of hours I did not know that you oh yeah Mm -hmm. so we started that is that another LLC um, January yes Mox and Cox LLC LLC. (laughs) which of course the um my attorney was like, I was like, this is not spam. This is the name of our business. Like yeah. I need the paperwork done for Mox and Cox LLC. And of course that was not taken. Yeah. <laughs> Moxandcox.com yeah. was yeah. not taken. Um, so yeah, we've had, a, we've had a ton of fun with that. I mean, it, will it be something I, we don't know, you know, yeah. like there, we are in a really good trajectory. We're in a like super good time. It's really just a kind of a passion project. Do you ever have any free time by the way? I have a ton of free time. <laughs> oh, really? I really do. I, I really have a ton of free time. Wow. I love um, your life. Yeah. I love my <laughs> life too. Tips. I do love my life right now. What else is out there? So Mad Lizzie's Flower Farm was our first uh, LLC. But you no longer? No, not really. Um, I just, I, I realized I wasn't a farmer, right? Like yeah. it doesn't matter how cute things are or how pretty they are. It's yeah. still farming. It's dirty yeah. and hot. I, and I struggle to keep my, my and, herbs alive. Yeah, like chives I is just, enough work for me. It's just not who I am. Yeah. <laughs> and it did really well, which was really hard to walk away from, right? Like at one point I had 80 CSA members that I was delivering, you know, bouquets to every single week yeah. all yeah. summer long. But I was getting up at four o'clock Oof. and I, it was just really hard. My kids were young. And when I was like, swearing at flowers and cutting them I was like this is really not what I should be doing right like I just want to enjoy pretty flowers yeah Yeah. and I thought I could but when you turn stuff into a job sometimes it's not as flips a little I see this is where Shelby and I differ because Shelby if she doesn't bake for like you know 10 minutes she's like shaking she like needs it and, and but seriously she does like to bake every 24 hours 48 hours yeah Something like when, I, so when I go on vacation and like I can't bake after like, I'm like excited to take a break. I'm like, whoa, I'll finally yeah. get a break. Two days in, I'm like, 
have all these ideas like I want to go home. Do you like the creative like do you like the end product or do you like the process? Everything. There's nothing I don't like about it other than when it's like 12 plus hours and my feet are just like burning. That's the only thing (laughs) I don't like but everything else I just love it. Oh my god so good. And like she was definitely born with the passion of baking. I've I feel, always liked it, yeah. But see, I was born with, I feel like I was born with the passion of cooking. I have pictures just like Shelby does of me, in, you know, in a chef hat at JCPenney's at like <laughs> age 12, like smiling. I absolutely love it. But for me, my business, charcuterie boards, I could not make, I could go a very long time without making them. But that's because it's a process, like it's, there's no art form in it for me anymore because we've standardize it where it's more of a science and it's like a task like you know 20 things go on the board check Mm -hmm. check check but I still love cooking and it's I like listening to music and making it like an art form for me but yeah when I have to go make 50 charcuterie boards there was a time in 2020 when it was just me doing it I remember shake I was shaking because I I cut so much cheese (laughs) I couldn't even believe it I couldn't believe it I remember being like but I was probably overtired and yeah underfed as well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's only so much cheese you can eat. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Yeah. I I mean, flowers for me was, that was the same, right? Like it just got to a point that I was like, this isn't fun. And I was making no money, right? Like it's just so much work for no money. And I was like, this is stupid. I like, no. Yeah. Yeah. And did it look like a failure? I suppose, right? Like to walk away from 80 CSA members and, you know, a pretty decent Instagram following at that time. And um Sure, I suppose it does to somebody, but not to me. I yeah, just, yeah. I, I really don't, I just don't believe in failure. I, yeah. I just don't believe that it exists. It just, yeah, it just doesn't. Like, what's the worst that can happen? You're not going to be dead, right? If you fail at a business, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. That's and now worst. you have more, and yeah. you also have a cabin. Yes. Oh, my dream. And the alpacas. To, yes, I want to hear about both. Yes. Uh, the cabin was, that's a that's a creepy story because I had a uh, journal that um, had four boxes in it for 21, 22, 23, and 24. And uh, Lake Real Estate was in 22. And I pulled out the journal from, I don't even know when that journal was uh, written. Mm-hmm. And it was like own lake home written right in there for 2022. And I don't even remember writing it. That's, okay, wait. Yeah. Can we dig into, so yeah. you're really into your. It's my favorite thing. Yeah, like visualizing, journalizing, yeah. manifesting. Uh-huh. I can relate with so many of those in mm-hmm. 2020, especially like journaling mm-hmm. what I wanted my dream life to look like. And now it's like, oh, that was my dream life like a year ago. Like yeah. I've surpassed yeah. that. And now I'm like, oh, I got a dream bigger. But t- can you talk to anyone that hasn't, heard of that or done that practice before sure i uh have you guys seen the secret is this a movie yeah no Isn't it's there on books too yeah my yeah. mom reads all the books she so, gives them to me but i have <laughs> it's the secret okay you must watch it and you must tell me is right? it on netflix it is on netflix perfect i'll do um, it tonight it Katie. was a dvd when i watched it oh mm-hmm. wow i don't even know how i got it um it is the most ridiculous cinematography and interview process of a docu-series you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> Can't I, wait. I mean, just, oh, it, I mean, it is funny. And yeah. I watched it again now, 10 or 12 years later. But it talks about the law of attraction. That's basically the secret is like asking the universe for what you want and then being able to receive it. Just like period law of attraction. That's what it is. And I just jumped on that horse, man. And I... I loved everything about it. So one of the things, um, it says like start with something simple like parking spots, right? So like that, not that um, you're going to get the parking spot, but not only are you going to get it, you're going to be thankful that you got it. And so you're going to like 
be thankful before you even get the spot. And it has become a running joke that I get the first spot everywhere I go. <laughs> everywhere. I, I got the first spot at my mammogram yesterday. <laughs> I got I get the first spot at like Sundays at Costco all the time. Oh, I, oh, I, I need that. that. Oh, yeah. Put some uh, of that. Yeah. Sprinkle that on me. Um, the devil I, is Costco. I just, I was at Target right before I came here. I got the second spot. I sent it to Bridget and I was like, this is bullshit. <laughs> and the lady that was next to me in the first spot was sitting in her car and it was running. Oh. I had to run in for something. I came back out and she was still sitting there running. So like, and she, yes. Um, I have a thing about eights. So like eights everywhere. I see 808 almost every morning and every night. It's just, and it's the area code for Hawaii. And I've That's always wanted to go. Up? Yeah. So oh. I've always wanted to go to Hawaii. I've never been there. Okay. Um, and 808 is the area code. And so 808 has always been my number. And then eight's got like some significant power behind, you know, like 108 sound salutations, 108 Sanskrit is an amazing number. Eight is infinity. Like there's a yeah, lot yeah. of, yeah. there's a lot of power behind the number eight. Um, so are you into like yoga and meditation? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well? So I'm in a okay. yoga instructor. Oh, I, oh you know, because I can't just do yoga. <laughs> I couldn't, instructor. I couldn't <laughs> just do yoga. I had to go and teach yeah. hot yoga. Yes. Yeah. Oh, really? Um, oh I haven't taught for a long time, but the, the eight thing is kind of a big deal. I see eights all the time. Um, and when Cassie and I were talking about selling 19, like us selling to them, she was like, well, my favorite number is three. So like, and now all I see is three, like 338 and whatever. I was actually um, looking at like finances and stuff, like stuff we have to pay off when we, when we sell 1909. And the other day I pulled up like a balance on one of our um, loans and it was $18,808 and 88 cents. That's wow. like, this is the right answer. And yeah, so I just really gosh. asked the universe, like, if, the, if these are the right answers, just give me the eights, like give me all the eights. Tell me that I'm doing the right thing. And I continually see eights all the time. Wow. Mm -hmm. um, but as far as journaling goes, um, I mean, I have stuff written down, like the journal entry that bought 1909. Literally, yeah. I copied and pasted that straight from my journals. The really? blog on the, post, on the blog, it yeah. is, um, it's a little woo-woo. Right. Like you gotta, yeah. kinda, you gotta kind of love it. Um, but basically I just, I believe in the universe and I believe that the universe is on my side and the more I trust it, the more it just shows up for me. It's Have you read like, the universe has your back? Yes. I love that book. Yeah. Be right. Yeah. Yeah. I really like yeah, that book. She's my girl. For I believe sure. in all that stuff too. Yeah. Like I have chills. A lot of people, like my boyfriend's mm -hmm. like, oh, bleh, bleh. I'm yeah. like, okay, I'm just going to keep on yep. keeping it alive and you can think what you want. I'm, I yeah. love when you yeah. talk about this. I'm, um, it's my thing for sure. Yeah. It is. And I just, if it's not right, and I think that's why I don't really believe in failure because if it's not right, something else comes along. And I just have, it's been proven to me over and over and over again. And now I'm just, I'm much more aligned with who I am and who my value, like what my values are that if it doesn't feel right in my body, it just doesn't feel right. Right. Wow. Like it's not right. Yeah. And a lot of that took a lot of work, especially, I mean, I had to quit drinking. Like that was a real block for me. And once I quit, I was just, now I'm just able to like really get in into bed with the universe. I mean, like, yeah, we just like tiptoe through the tulips together. <laughs> I love the universe and she loves me. Uh -huh. I mean, she's just like, here, I will give you all of this. This is amazing. Like we have a really cool handshake going on right now. And again, like for me, 
I had a lot of anxiety when I drank. And so when I quit drinking, I just like the anxiety went away. And so I just don't worry about a lot of stuff anymore. Plus, when you get to be almost 45, it's so beautiful not to give a shit about other people's <laughs> opinions of you. I just mm-hmm. like, I'm cool. I'm not for everybody, right? Like not everybody loves my optimism and, you know, positivity and what, you know, whatever. Oh, positivity. Um, I, was gonna say, yeah, I don't right? know who, but, yeah, I'm like, but like, I just, I don't really care. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Give me all the haters. I, I mean, I just like, I also don't attract people like that anymore. I just, if they're, if they're there, they're just like, give me a lesson. And then they just like flitter away. But maybe that's why I haven't made it. Isn't it like haters make... What's the word? Haters are my motivators. Yes. Like Is that. Mm, I haven't been able to use that uh, hashtag that energy. because oh, there are none. There yeah. are none, but I also don't have the numbers behind it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like that's just a numbers game. My gosh. I feel like for anyone that's listening, they should like pull out their journal right now and write what they want their life yeah. to be. Because for me, I'm someone that writes down everything. Mm-hmm. It's like, if I don't write it down, then I have nothing to hold myself accountable. Or if I'm feeling like, garbage for days or weeks. It's like, well, what am I working towards? It's like, I like to go back. So I go through a journal probably once a year. Yeah. And it's, I'm not a writer. I'm oh. a total journal. But oh, I, meditate. I have, I don't know. I have 60 journals. Oh. I have a real problem. But coffee mugs and journals are my vice. Really? <laughs> it's a real problem. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I can, I like that a lot. So it sounds like you've really been on the come up with all these businesses, all these amazing ideas, positivity, yada, yada. Now, some things have to come to an end, though, and it doesn't mean it's bad. Yeah. So can you talk to us about the sale of, sure. I mean, your first baby? Yes. Yeah, yeah the I baby, mean, right? This is wild. And I, and I want to say that it sounds like a lot of business people had the intention of you create a business to get it up and running mm-hmm. and to sell it. Mm-hmm. Was that ever your intention? Uh, Not necessarily. No, not with 1909. Like, I didn't go into that with the intention of ever selling it. Um, I did, however, go into that business world, like the entrepreneurship part of it with the visualization that I would be able to somehow mentor a team of women. And how that looked, I didn't really know. Um, I didn't know how it was going to look like the end, what the end game was going to look like. But I really did know that I was going to somehow be involved in some sort of leg up for them. I mean, it wasn't like I visualized Cassie, but all of a sudden she walked in and I was like, and she said it to me early on. She said, well, you know, my husband and I would like sort of kind of want to maybe have one of these, you know, and it Bold, was very, I like it. Yeah. Cassie's first, so, I, was like, I love her. Oh, she's You're so lucky. Did Cassie come to you recently and say, I'm ready. I'm ready. I don't know how this happened. Like, yeah. I don't know how we got here, to be honest. Um, I was laying in bed with my husband one night and I looked at him and I was like, what would you think about selling 1909? And he was like, ugh. What? Did you just have a spur, like, yep. thought, yeah. like, yep. nothing I bad had not happened? thought about it. No, not, nothing bad had happened. Um, you are ballsy. Yeah, <laughs> nothing, uh, like, everything's sort of status quo, like, all the places are running, we have staff, we've had... Was it too good? Were you like, I need something new? No, um, I don't, I, I don't really know. Um, I, I'll be honest here and say that it doesn't necessarily align that I don't drink anymore. Yeah. Right. Like that's not a surprise to people, I don't think. Yeah. That wasn't the whole reason, though. Yeah. Um, I think the more I get in touch with myself and the more I really step back and give myself the care that I need, I have grinded for so long. 
like I've I've been proud of myself for how much I grind. And it was also killing me. Yeah. Right. Like I was also, I never took any time for myself. I always felt guilty. I always felt like if everybody else is working, I have to be working. Yeah. And I have to be working at night and I have to be working during the day and I have to be, I, I just have to grind. And I don't know exactly. I mean, certainly after getting sober, I knew that I had to start to take care of myself. But once I started to take care of myself, it just sort of snowballed into this. I don't have to be there, right? I don't have to be the one to do everything. And so then I started hiring for people or for things that I didn't want to do and that I didn't, I wasn't good at. And the more I hired and the more money I spent on that stuff, the more money came in, right? It was just, it was a complete partnership of money, like the trading hands, basically like, oh, I don't have to do this. And then all of a sudden I had a little bit of time. And then the time turned into running and walks and eating better and spending time at my lake and going for hikes with my daughter and getting alpacas and, you know, like (laughs) uh, all of these things that like the space opened up. And I think what happened with 1909 is I wanted more space. And I knew Cassie had an interest in it. Mm -hmm. I thought we were three or four years away. Wow. Really. And so I said, I texted her one night and I said, hey, this is just like a thought. We're just thinking about it. We're not interested in selling the building, but we are interested in selling 1909. Do you and Tyler have any interest? And she said, yes. I said, let's sit down and have dinner. We had dinner. They were like, yes, we're in. And, you know, we talked some numbers. We talked to my best friend, Ben, the banker. Oh, <laughs> I want to be best friends oh, with Oh, you want to be best friends with Ben. <laughs> um, and so it was like a... Maybe let's wait until their oldest daughter goes to school, which was September of this year. And then it was said somewhere along the way, well, if it doesn't work out this year, let's do it next year. And we were like, well, we can hold on to this for another year. It's no big deal. We'll just groom them, whatever. And then all of a sudden it came back and it was July. And we were like, okay, July sounds good. You know, so, um, and then we announced, we told our staff the same night that we told the public because we just knew that. We didn't really want to put the responsibility of keeping that secret for the staff. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Everybody knows secrets aren't really secrets. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we wanted to put it out there. We also wanted to put the messaging out there. This was a good thing. There was no hostile takeover. There's like Dale and I aren't getting divorced. I don't have cancer. You know, like yeah, all the that's... things that people, all the stories that people make up. Um, we really wanted to get in front of that messaging. Um, and this is a great thing. Like, and now I get to mentor her, which is like the exact thing I want to do. Yeah. Um, and now I get to give her some of the things that she doesn't have to fight so hard to learn because I already learned it. And I just love to see it. I mean, she's got two little kids. She's gonna, she's gonna kill it. And everything that I wanted to do with that place, she's gonna do it better. And I am into that. I just, um, I am a collaboration over competition girl like in my heart of hearts and I love it more than anything there's just enough to go around for everybody and nothing like brings me more joy right now than watching you guys watching a ton of other people like that event you had by events by Miggies and I spoke at I have had I have had 10 people reach out to me from that event alone and it takes balls to reach out to somebody. Like, yeah, they don't yeah. know me from Adam, right? And I've had coffee with, the, I, I mean, wow. I just, oh I God. love it. Hey. I love it. I know, good job. Well, I've heard from a few of them. I mean, even my boyfriend was like, 
that last speaker. Whoa. My That's nice. my boyfriend, my mom, everyone was like, what the? Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, was... I feel inspired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have one question on the sale. Yep. How long was that process? What did that look like? So like from the time you said, hey, Dale, like maybe we do this to like you and Cassie being like, yep, Next we're day, doing it. What do you think? One week. A week? Oh, uh, it was a month. Oh. Okay. Still fast. <laughs> yeah, like the Still end of March. Really fast. So yeah, real fast. Wow. We don't do anything real slow. Let's say you move quick. Yeah, we move quick. Yeah. We move quick. But if I if I don't do that, then it's um I get bored. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just who I, I feel am. that. Yeah. I do yeah. I do have a question now. So uh-huh. through, you know, you said you have been grinding for mm-hmm. basically your entire life. Obviously, that's clear with this conversation here. You have your nine LLCs, you've done everything. If you could go back to the beginning of either starting your business or even back further in your life, what advice would you have given yourself? I suffer from imposter syndrome like everybody else, right? Like I suffer from that pretty hard. I don't have the education. Like what business do I have doing this? Um, like what business do I have sitting in this chair, right? Like a comparison. I like. I think that that's pretty common. Yeah. Logically, it's common. And logically, I can get through it it still bugs me, right? It still bugs me that I can't sometimes like think about myself the way that other people perceive me. And I don't know that my younger self would would have been like wise enough to even know it. I wish I would have taken better care of myself earlier on, right? Earlier into my 20s and 30s, my health has always been fine, but I just wish I would have taken better care of myself, like real care, not like bubble baths and glasses of wine, right? Like, like real care of let's get to the doctor every year. Let's get like, let's get our teeth cleaned every year. Let's do all of the things that really in the end, I mean, when we get to the end, nobody's going to give what your like nose looks like on a camera. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've been able to put myself out there a lot more. Um, and I will give Shelby, you all the credit. Like I, I, after I came home from that speech, it like completely changed the trajectory of oh. Oh. really like I I was like, wow. I'm putting myself out there. I am finding a coaching certification. This is what I was meant to do. Oh and my gosh. I mean, now that was my first speech. I had never spoken anywhere and that's before. Like shocking because it was incredible. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but I think I told you that like I asked the universe at the beginning of the year for speaking engagements. Yep. And, and then like, I reached out. A week yeah. later, she was like, Hey, I was like, Well, that was easy. Yeah. I mean, really, it was like a week. I have yeah. the I have the text. Yeah. Well, and this is so funny because after that first event that Shelby had. That's when we came up with the name of this podcast because I was talking to another one of the speakers. I was like, yeah, we have this, you know, we have this podcast. We just don't know what we're going to call it. We have all the chairs. And she's like, honestly, screw it. Like, yeah. I was like, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. Shelby's event, I mean, I think everyone walked away feeling super just like levitating. Yeah. From well, I did too. I yeah. mean, it totally filled my cup. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a big believer. You can't pour from an empty cup. So it just filled my cup. And I was like, oh, this is, I was, I was meant to do this. Um, I, I feel a little bit like narcissistic saying that a little bit. It's still hard. I come from a generation where like we didn't do selfies, right? Like yeah. we didn't have phones to do selfies. So like I still hide behind like <laughs> trees when I'm doing selfies or when I'm doing yeah. videos and stuff. And then of course somebody's in the coffee shop and they're like, oh my God. <laughs> so I just like that is still really foreign to me. But I thought to myself, if I really want this, I got to put myself out there. and. I have told a number of small business owners, like, you got to be the face of your business. And 
I can't do that if I'm actually not doing it. <laughs> so um, that's gotten a little bit more um, apparent. And I'm just like, really unfollow me if you don't like it. If you don't like to see me, unfollow me. It's fine. Very true. Yeah. Scroll, <laughs> scroll on by. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Katie. So I would ask you one final question that we all know the answer to, but it's in the name. It's in the title of the podcast. How much do you feel like the success you've had thus far is because of a screw it mentality versus careful planning and execution? <laughs> it's I, funny. Sure it's don't, yeah, I don't think we need to answer that. I would say a thousand percent. Screw, screw it. it right? Let's do yeah. this. I just don't believe in failure. I just think that even if you fail, it's a lesson. And I've said this a number of times to a number of people. It's really just comes down to fear. Like, what are you so fearful of? What's the fear behind I can't do that. Um, and it's fear of failing. And if you don't believe in failure, then then there's then no screw fear. it. Yeah, then <laughs> screw it. Let's do it. I love that. I think with that being said, let's, that's it. That's it. Thank you. Thank so you for much. coming. Yeah, that thank was you for having me. Yeah, that was every time we talk. I'm yeah. like, <laughs> seriously. Oh, I, I'm so like, good. we could have kept talking for another hour and then done like two parts, but we'll see. You know, we, you guys might see Katie back here in the future. Mm -hmm. But Shelby, where can they find us? You guys can find our podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. Also on YouTube, you can watch this episode, which is the best. Way which to is do great. It. Spotify, Apple, all the things. You can also find us on Instagram at Screw It. Let's do this. That's it. That's, That's our. Instagram handle. Katie, where can people find you? Uh, KatieRip.com. This is the first time this has put it, been put out there. Um, so it's K-A-T-Y-R-I-P-P.com. Um, I am just about to open a mentoring and coaching practice. So I'm super excited okay. about that. But you can find all of our businesses on KatieRip.com. Um, One-stop shop. One-stop shop. Amazing. And Shelby, where can they find you? You can find me at Mickey's Bakes. And you can find me at Tricky Foods. Thank you guys so much for time. listening. See you Thank next Wednesday. You. Bye.